0: trouble gonna there he 32 yesterday does he have a vintage
1: so welcome to episode 32 of the Average cheese podcast I'm Dale Lobel and welcome back after a couple yes. I don't know how many episodes it was but maybe a it was four a lot. or five
0: it was a lot I don't know it, at least four or five maybe six I'm glad sure. to see you brother likewise it's been been a while once in a while you know life life kind of pitches you a a curveball you know the types of curveballs you don't see coming when you're up to bat and uh for me i had to take a mental health break had to go on ir and get my get my head fixed for any of the listeners out there or anyone listening if anyone ever wanted to reach out to me and you could plug the email or whatever but um I'm open to to talking to anybody about it because, you know, I had a lot of issues, uh, from my childhood and through, uh, and making poor choices as an adult. And it led me to a point where I just couldn't continue anymore on my own. And I, I became powerless over my issues. So, um, luckily I went and, I went and got, um, treatment. So that's, that's my story. I mean, and if anybody wants to, uh, And if our listeners want to reach out, I'm more than happy to have a conversation with anybody. So, but it's good to be back.
1: Yeah, I'm glad to have you back. And uh, to go off with that reference, I couldn't hit the (coughs) curveball for shit. I could never see the curveball. (laughs) And there I go cussing. There's a quarter for the Leukemia Lymphoma Society. And if you want to get a hold of us, you know where to do it. And if you don't, here goes. You can email us at avgcheese at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter and direct message us, which is at avcheese. A-V-G-Cheese. God, 32 episodes in, I can't fucking get it right. <laughs> and I'm just going to say this right now. You can reach out to us on Facebook, but I don't fucking get Facebook. And if if Todd's not going to take over Facebook, I think we're just going to like, our presence on Facebook's going to be very minimal. Just let it I can't die. take it. I'm, I'm not, I'm sorry. I'm jumping away from what you were just talking about. But what the fuck? Like Facebook is a mess. it The people that's, Okay. If you follow us on Facebook and you are, and that's how you found us. Great. Thank you for coming over to listen to us, but I don't get it. Like the crazy takes on Facebook, Twitter (laughs) is bad enough, but Facebook is like next level crazy. Like we need to trade Aaron Rodgers. Like what the fuck are you (laughs) talking about? Stop. It's so stupid. I can't do it. Anyway, I'm not doing Facebook. It's just going to be Twitter. That's it.
0: Are people just like, Posting on our on our page or something?
1: No, not on our page. Like I jumped into all these packer groups, right? So I'm yeah. we're, we're in the three packer yeah. groups, and I look at the stuff. Yeah, that say. that's where it gets Come and listen to yeah. us, and it will be yeah. the voice I mean, of reason. Yeah. If you want to vent some right. crazy shit, right. just send us an email that. or direct message us, and we'll we'll set you straight. Yeah, all I'm right. not
0: going to be taking over Facebook. That's for sure. <laughs> okay. Well, then I guess Facebook's
1: going to be on hiatus. We do have (laughs) 500. It'll just like fizzle out or like dissolve. Who knows? I I can't do it. I was off of Facebook for my entire adult life, and I only joined it for our podcast, but I just don't, I can't do it. We are up to 520 520. followers on Twitter. So thank you to all 520 of you. If you listened every week, the Leukemia Lymphoma Society would make even more money. So thank you for listening. And shout out to our <laughs> listeners in Washington. I don't know who you are in Washington State or how oh. you found our podcast, but that's awesome. Oh. And the person that listens to us in Cleveland and Columbus, Ohio, we love you too. Feel free to reach out to us. We appreciate that you listen every week. Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. know in Washington, do you?
0: Mm-mm. I don't know, man. Like every time you like bring up, some of the locations and stuff i got to like do like contact tracing of my brain and try to figure (laughs) out who the hell who the hell that might be but i don't know no idea but that's cool
1: those are for your house we'll call hell a cuss word today because we're gonna make a lot of money for the leukemia lymphoma society and on that note so next week we're gonna run another podcast and we will call it the official end of the 2021 season where we'll you know look over our draft and what we thought about the picks and that kind of thing, and then we will call that the end of the season, and then we'll tally up all the cuss words that that we had and all the money that we were able to. Um, oh my get. gosh! It's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be some real money.
0: So you better get your checkbook out, fool, because
1: <laughs> it's time to pay wow. the piper.
0: Can't they? Yeah, can't they? Can't we run like a. a like a program or something like with an algorithm that just detects swear words. And it just like, keeps, like keeps track for us. That'd be cool. We could, but I yeah, am not. So, Someone needs to develop that. We could have it our, like our own app. <laughs> swear <laughs> detection. I
1: just, I just like dropping them in the jar. The symbolic oh, yeah, drop in the jar. But
0: I mean, like, so we don't have to tally them at the end of the year. We could just like look and see where we're at live. And just That's constantly true. just like runs it in the background. Yeah, I'm going to have
1: to do some math, and that's going to suck. I'll get a calculator out or whatever. All right, let so right, let's talk some football. So our buddy, Brett Favre, because this has been a reoccurring theme throughout the entire year. In fact, our first episode, episode zero, had this in it, and it is only fitting that as we're ending our first season, we're talking about Brett Favre running his mouth.
0: Yeah. What's new? <laughs> <laughs> what Nothing say? is new. <laughs> What did he say this time?
1: So he's talking about the Deshaun Watson trade re- request. And that's yeah. become a thing. T- to be fair to Brett, like that was not a thing you would do 20 years ago. You might say it privately that you wanted to be traded out of wherever. But yeah. now guys are saying it publicly. And he's like, oh, I'm old school. You know, like you just need to play out your contract and the things will fall where they may. Deshaun Watson is a grown ass man. Like he can do whatever he wants.
0: If he wants to complain about his team, which sucks, Why? well, look how he departed Green Bay. Yes, was, I mean maybe they forced him out, but Similar, I think Deshaun right? Watson has a case. I think I think he has a case, though. I mean, yeah, the Texans know. suck, Just, and they're going nowhere. Yeah, that's his case. Yeah,
1: when we played the Texans this year. Remember the face that J.J. Watt had on at the end of the oh, yeah. game? Like, I want out. That was exactly what he was thinking too. He just didn't say it
0: publicly. Oh, he wanted a he wanted a he wanted a Green Bay helmet. Is what he wanted exactly.
1: And let's hope he still wants that. Right. This is great. So I'm reading this article on Packers Central. Deshaun Watson's agent was perfect in his statement. He said, Brett should probably stop throwing stones from that glass house he's sitting in.
0: Right. I mean, come on. that That's just ludicrous. He's got his own, like, wait. So Brett's got his own show now, right? I don't
1: he's, know. He he has, yeah, he has, like,
0: he's got, like, his own show. I don't know what it, like, where it airs or, I mean, I don't think it's on any of the big networks like ESPN or anything like that. But, like, he's got, like, I think his own show. It's not just like a podcast. It's like a show. Show. I don't know if he just does stuff to just or says stuff to just um, get his show going or or what. But I just had I'm to
1: bring it up because I think it's funny that he's always got his mouth open. Uh, rest in peace to Marty Schottenheimer, who just passed away recently. Former Chargers for Chiefs coach, seventy-seven years he's old. Former something
0: else too. Yeah. The Chiefs, Chargers, and someone else. I like thought Browns. Maybe he's a good dude. Yeah. Well, oh, maybe it was the Browns. He was good with the Chargers for a while, man. So some stuff That's we cool. haven't
1: talked about. Matthew Stafford, the Jared Goff, and Matthew Stafford trade. In your opinion, Todd, who wins? Now, here's the <sighs> logistics of it first, and then and we'll go on. So the Rams get Matthew Stafford. The Lions get Jared Goff in trade. They also get next year's third-round pick. They get a first-round pick in 2022 and a first-round pick in 2023.
0: Just offhand, who wins that? I think it's the Lions, just based on the picks. I mean, the Rams, all they get in the deal was all they get is Stafford. I, mean, I think so, yeah. I don't know. I like the picks that the, that the Lions got out of this, for sure. Those are, That's pretty strong. And Jared Goff, man, I mean, he, he kind of goes back and forth where he just has these moments of, like, total brilliance you know and then he and then it's just like then he's just like really awful so yeah I, hopefully I, I don't know who the Lions got a new coach though right they did so, Dan Campbell is the new coach of the Detroit Lions so I mean a new new coach new quarterback you know they got a great uh running back what's what's that kid's name uh DeAndre Swift yeah Swift they got Swift I mean they got some players on that team yeah, Kenny you know,
1: Galladay should be back full you know, full
0: strength. I kinda like the way the, the Lions got out of that for sure. Now Stafford going over to the Rams. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna be Matt Stafford over there for sure. I mean he's gonna he's gonna rack up forty five hundred yards, you know, in a year and thirty plus touchdowns for sure. You know, McVeigh is, you know, maybe that's a better fit with McVay McVeigh's gonna have him find his uh strengths and you know go off of off of Matthew Stafford's strengths, right? Find what they are and let him do his thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, you saw it with Lafleur and Rodgers. I mean, no, Matthew Stafford's not Aaron Rodgers, but he's a very high-level guy. Mm -hmm. And if if McVay can do things with Stafford and get him into a system that does work with his strengths, Matthew Stafford could be an elite quarterback again. So I'm with you. I think the Lions won this. I think because of the picks and they're building, right? They need Mm. to build a real team around, you know, a young quarterback and maybe Jared Goff just being in a new situation. Maybe that works for him. So I think that the Lions won this too long-term short-term, of course, Matthew Stafford going to the Rams is great for the Rams.
0: Yeah. And the, the other winner is Stafford, right? I mean, market-wise yes, it's out of shithole Detroit And he he goes to L.A. Right. Right. With a brand new stadium, brand new look, fresh look, a young coach. They got the best defensive player in the NFL. They have one of the best defenses in the NFL. Or the number one defense in the NFL from, from last year. It's a nice situation, right? You got a great defense. You got some players. Uh, on the offensive side of the ball,
1: he's not used to having a good line. So you know they've no. got a pretty good offensive line too. So there's there's something to be said for that too. The losing part of this, and I added this to the notes, is both teams are essentially going to be paying forty million next year to their quarterback situation, Jeez. because when you get rid of a guy who's got years left, you got to pay that dead cap. The Rams have twenty two million dollars in dead cap for Jared Goff, so essentially they are paying. Forty million dollars to their quarterback position in a year where the salary cap is now rumored to have gone up, but only to hundred and eighty million dollars. So you have almost twenty-five percent of your salary cap in your quarterback alone.
0: <laughs> that is steep, but hey, I mean, I, I don't see Golf as being a, a threat, right, no. to, to the NFC North.
1: He's a good quarterback. You know what I mean? He's a good player.
0: player. Is he elite? No. Still young. He's not elite. No, No, he's he's not going to be elite. He's not going to be.
1: So since we haven't talked in a while, Mike Pettin was, well, he wasn't fired, right? Because he was on a two-year contract that just expired after this year, so they didn't have to fire him. What are your thoughts on Pettin being let go? Well, how
0: does that go? How does that go? I mean, (laughs) that's a weird conversation, right? Or is it like walks into the office and LaFleur's like, I mean, how does that go? I wonder the conversation. Yeah. Like, we're Mike, not we're renewing it. your contract? or yes. are you? I guess so. Right, because you up. know
1: they had a meeting. They didn't just, like, send it I, to him in the
0: mail. I thought all the articles and stuff said that he was fired. It was said it that, they, that he was let go. Okay. Yeah, non-renewed. Well, thank him God. Him and
1: Sean Menenga, thank fucking God. Oh, God, that, that guy The special was... team guy was fired.
0: I, I, you'd have to think that those guys are – their NFL careers are probably over. I don't, I don't know, know about that.
1: Petten. Menenga might have to go down to, like, video assistant or some shit like that to get a job.
0: I mean, we're talking about Petten before the... I mean, I was talking about Petten before the year began. I didn't want to see him back for this year, but, you know, Lafleur stuck to his guns and stuck with him this year. But, man, after that performance against the 49ers in the previous NFC Championship... I thought that was enough to probably cut him away at that point. And then, you know, like this year for him, I mean, it started out pretty slow. And then like in the second half of the season, things did kind of turn. But look at the schedule. The schedule was nothing in in the second half of the season. So yeah, the defensive stats started to go up and players started to play. They started finding their groove, had some improvements. Savage started coming around. Gary started coming around. Amos started coming around who were all off to really slow starts.
1: Right, well Clark was really slow too in the beginning and he was hobbled by an injury. I do agree that Pettin's defense got better. I mean, I hear what you're saying. You're saying it was schedule and teams we played, but we played the Lions in week 2 and they scored on us like almost at will in that game in that week 2 game. So they were bad and they still you know were able to move the football. My thing is this: you get judged on what you do in the big, bright moments. And the last two biggest, brightest moments won the NFC championship game against San Francisco, where they just run it, they just ran it up our asses. The entire game Brown. We never could make an adjustment. And then, like Peter said, that call at the end of the half, I will say it till my dying day, where they have Kevin King and man. And they're playing single high safety. That got him fired in a big moment like that. For sure, you lost us that football game. I mean, that didn't lose it, but it was a big piece of the pie.
0: Yeah, and and then like you, you would just see like you know like really batshit crazy stuff, right? Remember when (laughs) Preston Smith was falling back into coverage? Yes. What was that? What was that early in the year? I mean, was he just like experimenting with stuff? Well, not only that, ridiculous thing i saw out of the defense this year is preston smith dropping into coverage well not only that but
1: that one time he was literally out at the on an island on the corner i know that against the vikings i think i
0: I remember that Preston smith
1: trying to do his best jair alexander interpretation out there on an island Yeah. yeah that didn't make any sense and this i didn't talk about this last week but it keeps coming back in my mind So they gave Barnes the green dot in the NFC championship game, and he had had the green dot, uh, you know, the communications dot on his helmet Mm -hmm. previous to that. But when Barnes went out of the NFC championship game, Ty Summers had the fucking green dot. What? Why?
0: Recipe for disaster.
1: And it was. You could tell when Ty Summers was trying to get things situated, there were guys like had no idea where they were supposed to be lined up. Why don't you give it back to Kirksey in that position? It's the NFC Championship game. Yeah, you put the, he had yeah. the dot on his helmet for the first eight, nine, ten, whatever weeks of the season, and you give it to Ty Summers, who's a fucking special teams player. My God, really?
0: Kirksey's oh, an experienced, uh, you know, caller on the field. Ty you know, I, I do not want to see Ty Summers or Burks in. It. <laughs> I don't want to see either of those guys in, in Packer uniforms ever again.
1: No, they are easy. Awful casualties right I think well Summers is on a you know three cent contract but Burks I think is in the last year of his rookie contract but yeah Yeah. he's gotta go he hasn't done anything I I don't know why you would keep that kid around I mean that man around
0: I wonder too about one thing I wonder about Patton is um I wonder what it was like in the locker room with him like were, were players on board with him I mean never really heard like too many players like pumping him up or anything like that. So I mean, were, were they kind of hesitant to play with him or not really gelling with that guy? Who knows? It never seemed that way. Yeah. Like, it, well, right. You never guy.
1: had anyone saying like, "How? What a great game he had called."
0: <laughs> no. Or the players saying, "Man, he's such a great coach." Stick that's behind Petten. You never hear that. So you wonder about and when you have players questioning offensive coordinator. I mean, that's never a good thing.
1: So from that, from Petten being let go. They had, they lined up about, what, 10, 15 guys. There were a lot of guys that got interviews for the new spot. Oh, no. And we ended up with, I guess it would be three main guys. Jim Leonard, former Wisconsin Badger, former NFL player. And from Tony, tiny Tony, Wisconsin was one of them. He's the Badger defensive coordinator. E.G. Rowe Evero who is with the Rams, their safeties coach. Was one of the finalists, and then the guy we ended up on, Joe Barry. Thoughts
0: on any of that? I'm surprised Leonard didn't Leonard passed on it, right? He did. Why? There had to be some local talk about that, right? He passed on it for family reasons. Oh wow! Yeah, Good for him. Yeah, yeah. which he is passed. interesting.
1: I think in looking because I, his... I think far too heavily into this stuff, see where he's going. He's from Wisconsin, right? He's the defensive coordinator at Wisconsin. Paul Christ is, I don't know, 55, 56 years old. Maybe so he's he thinks the head
0: coach. Yeah, you don't usually see a guy. Turn I thought. A I thought turn. for sure they were going to nail him down for sure. Me too. I thought it was a, a no brainer, and I wanted him to coach. be the
1: next coach because he's young and he's smart. He fits with that Lafleur. I don't know with Lafleur as the same type of guy. You know, pretty personable but smart and knows the game. And when you play in the NFL, I think that gives you – and more recently, I think that gives you a better perspective on what's being done and what's happening out there. Unfortunately, he wasn't the guy. And Evero, I think, is going to get a D.C. job somewhere. I kind of was pushing for him to – I mean, I don't know Joe Barry. If we look at Joe Barry's body of work, I can understand why Packer fans would not be super excited to see him. He's a solid dude. And I've read articles on him because I didn't know a whole lot about him. His body of work is main. He was a defensive coordinator with the Redskins and with the Lions. And I know that a lot of people on Twitter keep putting out, you know, he was part of the 0-16 Lions team. That's not just a defensive coordinator problem. That is a system-wide, we've talked about it, yeah. that is a team-wide problem. When you are that bad, you are that bad. I don't care if you're the greatest coach on the face of the earth. There's a reason you go 0-16 and it's because your system is messed up at every in every aspect. Garbage. It's a garbage yeah. team all the way to the top. But his main body of work has been with the linebackers, which is, mm-hmm. you know, I, that's a
0: positive, I think. Yeah. And he's a linebacker himself, or was. Right. Yep. So, and that'll be interesting coming up in this draft. Like, are they going to feed the new defensive coordinator what he needs, which is linebacking help? And think. I know we'll
1: talk about this probably next week. Yeah.
0: But- and it looks like it, all these guys run in the same circles Barry, LaFleur, McVeigh. I mean they're they all kind of I think they were all at in with the Redskins too, right?
1: I don't know if they were there together. They might not have
0: crossed paths, but they're I want to say that Barry of, was running. the
1: DC in with the Redskins in 15 and 16. So I don't know what yeah. the, I think so that. I don't
0: know. You said he runs a Vic Fangio type of defense?
1: Yeah, like that cover 2 type thing. Mm. I, I think that's what was his advantage. I think that that's what LaFleur wants to run is the cover 2 and I I'm not smart enough to know why, but I hope he's right with that. I mean, you're going to get you're going to have a very similar defensive team. You're going to lose King and we'll talk about these kind of things, but you're going to have a, a lot of the parts are going to be bad.
0: So from now on Lancaster is now Santa. Okay. Period.
1: If he if he makes the team and we ever get Santa. to use that.
0: Let's just say it next week just because
1: yeah. when we talk about who's who's in and who's yeah. not. Santa. The other issue, and it's not an issue, but the other aspect to this is Jerry Gray, who is on the Packers staff right now, was a defensive coordinator. So my thoughts are like that Jerry Gray didn't want that job. Exactly. Because how do you not give it to him if he doesn't want it, if he does want it, and not have him have issues?
0: Was he in the running?
1: Well, I never heard his name, but he was a former coordinator, and he's on the staff already, and he's already familiar with his guys. It seemed like a no-brainer to at least involve him in that, which makes me think that he just didn't want the job.
0: We did a thing on him. Was he got like 30 years plus in the NFL? Yeah, he's been in the it's NFL crazy. a long time.
1: I want to say 25 years of coaching and eight playing or something. And
0: he's like. got to be probably – gosh, he's got to be in his 60s. I don't know. He's uh, up maybe that has something to do with it. Yeah, He's 55 and over. I mean, do you want that? I don't know. No,
1: you don't. I mean, that. I don't want that. Maybe but Joe good. Barry is 50, which is how
0: old we're going to be this year. So, <laughs> that old? I, it might I'm be like, old. I'm ripping on people's age. <laughs> and we're the same age. So. Right. But who knows? I mean, uh, yeah, I would have. I so mean, let's move he, he, he did some good things this year. so
1: Right. And the Rams yeah. had the number one defense, right? So, There's something to be said for that, too. So our other topics today were to talk, we review our impact players to see if they were impact players. So I think it was episode four, maybe four or five. I can't remember which one it was, where we decided, like, who are going to be the impact players on offense and defense? And I have yours up on the screen. Do you want to go first?
0: Sure, (laughs) (laughs) that's well. For offense, I had Sternberger. He caught 12 balls this year. 114. He caught 12 for balls. 14
1: yards, one touchdown.
0: Wow, man. Four on 14 targets. Wow. I, I, Sternberger to me is I, I thought I thought for sure this is, I mean, this was his chance for the breakout year. And then remember, like, do you remember back to uh training camp where it was like everyone was waiting for that like breakout moment? Like, this is gonna be Sternberger, this is gonna be Sternberger, and then it was like, no, uh, no, nah, 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 not yet. Like, he's not in the starting offense or whatever. And it's like, all right, there's something kind of there's some issues going on or whatever. My take on Sternberger, I haven't given up on the guy, actually. So, I mean, you could say what you want about 12 catches on 14 targets, but my take on Sternberger is that he's in the wrong offense. He's on the wrong team. I think he's a player in this league. I don't know that he's a starter. I think he's a pretty good piece of an offense for the right team. The Packers just are not the right team for him. No, it's I, not the right I, thing. It not fit LeFleur's offense, right? It just, uh, he just isn't a good fit in this offense. So he did not obviously have the year that everybody thought he should have. My take on him is that he's just on the wrong team. And that I, I think, do is rookie contract for next year. He is. He is. So yeah. who knows? I mean, maybe, they, maybe we hold on to him for another year, but I think he'd, he'd be better off going to another team.
1: JJ Leahy, if you're listening, I said it on Twitter and I will say it again. I think Sternberger is going to be on a different team next year. I think he will be cut. The reason I think that is, one, yeah, he had 14 targets the entire year. And granted, he was out for a bit with an injury. But him being a healthy scratch or in not playing in the last couple of games when he sh- was able to return, I think says volumes. I think that's yeah. the reason I don't think he'll be back.
0: And good luck to him. I, I, I like the guy. He just doesn't have a place on this team anymore. I think it's over for him. And then the, the other one I had that, you know, we 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 went round and round and round with MBS. It is <laughs> this guy just every single time he, he drops a pass or makes a bonehead play. And then it's just like, then he just has it. Then he has his moments of just like, wow, this guy is literally the best deep, one of the best deep threats in the NFL. It's like, holy cow.
1: He led the league in yards per catch
0: this year with you over li-
1: 20 yards per catch.
0: Yeah. You live and you die by MBS. That's it. Yeah. He'll he, break your heart. And then onto St. Brown. My gosh, he's got to be cut. Period. <laughs> that, ca- I mean, I will not, you know, it sums it up in the, the two-point conversion in the NFC Championship game against Tampa Bay. Now, granted, that ball got tipped slightly by Sue, but I don't care if that ball is going, like, literally, like, end over end, like a field goal at you. If it hits you and your hands are both wide open and they are dead center on your chest and that ball goes in there, you've got freaking gloves on and all your shit. You're barely moving, dude. He's cut. I'm sorry. That dude is cut. I'm done with that guy.
1: I am also done. So to go back to MVS, MVS, if he's your third receiver, if the Packers were to go out and draft a guy, next year uh justin jefferson type doesn't have to be justin jefferson you know production
0: by the way i was right on that prediction
1: you were just, just you were right that.
0: justin jefferson was
1: fucking awesome this year and he should have won defensive or defense wow he's on offense should have won offensive rookie of the year i don't care that justin herbert or whatever it is won wanted justin what? jefferson
0: oh herbert got it what was it herbert's name oh fuck, well if you I would say in the NFC North, there's no question he was the rookie of the year. Oh, league. yeah. If you were given out awards for that, there's no question.
1: I think he was the best player in the league, the best rookie in the league. But MVS, see, he got to a point. His production this year escalates his salary to like two million for next year. And I don't know, do you pay him that? I don't know. I say no. You know my opinion on MVS. I, I think he should be gone with the salary cap going down. I don't know that you can pay a guy who catches 50% of the balls 2 million a year. I just don't think you can. And EQ St. Brown, same thing you said, you you can't catch a ball right in your hands in a big game. You got to go. You caught seven balls. His
0: EQ e. St. St.
1: Brown was seven catches for 117 yards and one touchdown. That was his
0: season. Not one game. That was his entire season. That's Devontae Adams' game.
1: Yeah, Devontae Adams'
0: said. One one last thing on MBS. I mean, and this doesn't, you know, maybe this is a hit on the floor, but, like, MBS is not a ball runner, right? He's not a ball carrier. Stop using him in the jet sweep. Stop using him on a quick out, right? Stop. He should not be handling the football under 10 yards from the line of scrimmage. Ever. Ever. Not on some crazy little like flip sweep or whatever the, that they want to run. He is not a ball carrier at all. And I don't know why they kept doing that and experimenting with him. And now, granted, when Irvin went out, they kind of had they had to fill that void, right? And God, every time I'd see that, I'm like, he is not a ball carrier. And that that critical fumble that he had, there you go. I mean, yeah. that he should not be handling the football under. 10 yards from the line of scrimmage ever, not on a handoff, not on a quick pitch, not on a quick out, nothing. It should be all over 10 yards. Let him run, let him either catch it or drop it, whatever (laughs) happens, but it's got to be over 10 yards for that man to be successful. So I, that I will say for him was, that was a coaching thing that I, I don't think was, was fair to him with his abilities.
1: Yeah, he was miscast with that, and I totally agree. A guy that drops so many balls probably shouldn't be getting that wide receiver screen in a big situation and allowing him to fumble the ball. like That's a bad place for him. That's not where he belongs. Ball security and catching the football is not his strength. No. It just isn't. So my impact players were Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I mean, I wish I could say I was Nostradamus on this, but I really thought it was a no-brainer. I thought in year two yeah. that he would be great. And he was one MVS drop away from breaking the record for quarterback rating. If MVS catches that long ball oh, – really? in whatever week 615 oh, right. he breaks the yeah. record. So he has two highest quarterback ratings of all time. He had almost 71% completion, 42 almost 4300 yards, 48 passing touchdowns. Like he he's the MVP. He yeah. he had the best I think the best statistical season of his career this year. Yeah.
0: Amazing. We talk, remember we talked like early on when we I think the first couple episodes when we we're talking about love how he was going to come back kind of angry with a chip on his shoulder but and I don't maybe one of us even mentioned that he he'd have like come back with an MVP style season or oh, oh, look yeah. what happened wouldn't have been, yeah. now what do you do with him because nope. I think I read your notes where this year he got paid over thirty million right his cap hit is around thirty million yeah yeah so the next year he's on course for like twenty-five. I can't remember what
1: it is. It's a. It's around that thirty million dollars mark. Yeah, I. I can look it up. I'll look it up. We'll have it for next time for sure. I thought that the Packers if he comes exit
0: back this year. Yeah. Oh, he's back next year Go ahead. for sure.
1: I think that from yep, listening yeah. to Gutekunst and Lafleur talk in those exit like post conferences they had. I really thought my interpretation of that was we're going to let Jordan Love develop and turn him into Matt Hasselbeck and we're going to trade him for picks. That's how I understood it. Now, they weren't saying so. that. I think you, you can't <laughs> let go of Aaron Rodgers. You can't.
0: Yeah. No. You
1: have to keep playing him. It's exactly yeah. what we talked about early on when we talked about Jordan Love and the whole draft pick thing. If he's winning you NFC championships or getting you to NFC championship games every year, you can't let go of them. You just can't do that. I don't think they're going to. I think now from listening to those two guys talk that they are all in with Aaron Rodgers, as long as Aaron Rodgers wants to play for the green Bay Packers. And I think Jordan love is going to be out. And I guess we can talk more about that next, next week when we talk
0: about Jordan love and the draft. Yeah.
1: Uh, my other guy was Devin think- Funches. He didn't do shit. He didn't play. So,
0: yeah. Well, back to Rodgers. What do you think? Um, you know, you, you watch uh people like Tom Brady, right, who is, what, 43 and mm-hmm. just won another Super Bowl? I wonder how much of that goes into the thinking now with the Packers organization and Rodgers, right? If they were thinking, hey, he's kind of getting rusty, he comes back and puts an MVP right in your face, mm-hmm. now what, right? You go. You go and draft a quarterback thinking, yeah, this guy's – you know we could probably do without him it, he's getting up there in age he comes back and shoves an mvp right near right in the kicks at the front office door down and throws a trophy on the floor <laughs> what do you guys think of that mm-hmm. you know i say you pay the guy and just say whatever it is you need however long you want to play we're here
1: with the cap going down too it would bode well if the packers restructured and lengthened his contract because they're going to need money And one of the ways they could get a bunch of money would be to restructure Rodgers contract and maybe put another year on it. And that way you usher the Jordan love era right out the window and you ensure that Rodgers is going to play here for the rest of his career. It, it, all those things together, I think says that Aaron Rodgers is going to be our quarterback until he's at least 40 and maybe longer.
0: I hope so. You know, everybody else too, like Love kind of has that unpolished gem kind of thing going on with him, right? Where other teams might be interested in that. There was enough interest somehow that the Packers drafted him number, you know, in the first round.
1: I think for him and Boyle, next year's preseason are going to be very valuable if Boyle is back with the Packers next year. I I think it helps the Packers to bring both of them back to try to get some value for them. Yep. So what about the defense? Who'd you have on in defense as your impact players?
0: Uh I had Rashawn Gary. He got off to kind of a Rashawn Gary start. Uh, but you could see right away that they were it was kind of a there was a rotation between him and Smith and sometimes there's all three of them on, on the field, Gary and both Smiths. So he was definitely they increased his playing time, which everybody thought they would. A he got off to a pretty slow start. We saw him at times like completely oriented on the field, just kind of looking around, like what's going on. There's a few moments like that. Um, but I think he finally, I don't know when it was, at least at midseason, he started to find his groove a little bit more. He started to see some, he started to make some plays. The one thing about him, I wonder how many times he has gotten literally, you know, like one, arm's length away where he's just like still with a guy trying to block him. He needs that last move. Like the last finishing move is all he is missing. And he's going to, he's going to go to a 10 plus sack season. He just does. He has the athletic ability. He has the speed. He has the hand fighting skills. He has the drive. Right. And you see him and he's like, "Ah, ah," and he's just like right there. And you're just like, fuck, just shed that guy. You know, he's just missing that last, that very last move. If he can develop that, I think he goes from, what, he had five sacks this year. I think he can go to that 10-plus sack season for sure.
1: So. I'm super disappointed that he did not get the 10 sacks so I could yes. watch you eat a piece of paper on video. That's right. That's which right. I would also put on the
0: Twitters and the I'll Facebooks. To, <laughs> yeah. I'll have to make up something new for him next year.
1: He yeah. was great this dude was a great player now granted five sacks doesn't jump off the page at you but he was hammering dudes at the end of the season and he was getting too close to the quarterback he had a ton of pressures especially at the end of the year and what you said is that that you kind of read my mind there like he just needs to get there yeah quarterback pressures are great but he is so close Like, yeah, reach out with one arm and grab the quarterback's jersey with the one arm. You're literally two and a half feet away from the man. You probably could get a hand on him. That's coming. That's coming Well, if
0: they're they're measuring pressures right now as a metric, right? If they measured closes as a metric, (laughs) Gary would lead the league in closes, right? He was so fucking close so many times. It's like, yes. uh, Yes, he was. And with a new... Hey, you bring in a new defensive coordinator. I mean, Joe Barry's got to like the fact that you've got a guy like Rashawn Gary, young player, second year, head, we'll call it a breakout season, call it a mm-hmm. breakout season for him. Man, Joe Barry's got to be licking his chops, just thinking about what he can do with Rashawn Gary. Yeah. So I think that's going to be, that's going to be explosive, having the you know, new, new defensive coordinator with uh, Gary's talents. Try to showcase him some more. And then what else do I have? Oh, Kristen Kirksey. Oh, boy. You know, he was banged up, which was shocking. Yep. That's what we, we thought. That's been, that's been his history. Injury-plagued career. Knew that coming in. What happened? Out with injury. I don't know how much he missed. As your number one linebacker, that's significant, right? You're the play caller. You're the leader on the field. You're supposed to be doing all these things. I I think he really fell short of expectation on a lot of different ways. Um, he doesn't have that. His interceptions, yes, he had two interceptions, but I think they were just like balls that were just like he was in the right place at the right time. At least one of them was where I was just like, oh, that was just luck, you know. Um, but he didn't really make make too many. He didn't make a big impact. He was not an upgrade from Martinez. That and that's what we wanted. He he did. He fell short of that. So. 77 tackles, only two tackles for loss. Yeesh. Two sacks and two picks. And goodbye, Kristen Kirksey. He will not be on the Packers squad next year.
1: No. He he makes too much money. You know, they did put him as the weak side, non-dot guy, and they just let him play, and he got better. And I appreciate that Mm. Patton figured out that maybe that was hindering his Abilities, but you can't pay a guy $6 million a year to have 77 tackles. You can pull guys off the shit heap. I mean, Chris Barnes, if he plays in every game and plays the majority of snaps in every game, has way more than 77 tackles. Christian Kirksey is it's gone. Like a, He's not the guy we wanted him to be.
0: He was a stopgap, I think, that they thought would be an upgrade to Martinez, but it failed. I mean, yeah. he, he failed on all fronts.
1: They took a chance on him, and it didn't work. That's fine. Yeah. And then Close. Kingsley
0: Keke, what happened to this guy? I didn't even check out. He, he got was hurt. hurt. Oh,
1: yeah. He was on concussion protocol or whatever. If you look at, and I don't know how many games he played in, I'm going to say 12. You know, like he had 21 tackles. He had four sacks in, in you know, not a full season. That's not horrible.
0: I think we expected more out of him. and just right. didn't seem to, you know, there's just a lot of injuries. Uh, on that defensive line yeah he kind of fell short of what we thought we thought that that was going to be the the compliment to uh to your guy Kenny Clark
1: so Kenny Clark was That's one it. of my impact guys for this season of course of course right because the man crush I have on him and he was just he didn't play well he just didn't when you pay a man that much money you expect him to be better than he was he had 42 tackles That's, what, less than three a game. Now, granted, he missed a couple games with that uh, injury early on, but he only had two sacks and three tackles for loss. If I'm being honest, Kenny Clark did not make an impact this year. He's not the impact guy. He wasn't that we needed. Now, I think that moving Kenny Clark to an end position or, and we talked about this a while back, if the Packers were all of a sudden to start playing the four-three with four down linemen, and he was able to play tackle, I think he would be spectacular in that position. Yeah. I think playing him at yeah. the nose is a waste of Kenny Clark's talents. He's,
0: He's just constantly double-teamed.
1: Yes, or triple-teamed. Yeah, or there's two guys on him and one in the wash. You know what yeah. I mean? That third guy kind of like just coming around to him. Nobody's beating a triple team. It's just not happening. I'm not blaming the scheme on his lack of production. I think that Kenny Clark played poorly. He just did. He did not yeah. play well for the like that middle half of the season.
0: We didn't get that full season out of him. I think he got he got. I think his season went slow start, and then there was like injury, and then slowly came back, started gaining some momentum, and then NFC Championship game. He was pretty dominant. I thought. Yeah, he played but, well. Yeah. For a body of work of what you pay the guy for a full season. Yeah. Wasn't there? Didn't happen.
1: And the other one was Darnell Savage, the other guy that I had as an impact player. And he had 75 tackles, four picks, three tackles for a loss. He also came on at the end of the year. But if you look at it over an entire year, he didn't make the impact I thought he was gonna make. I said it yeah. earlier that I thought he would have six picks or more. He did not. He did have four. That's you know, okay. I will forever wonder why he wasn't back deep on that play at the end of the first half of the NFC Championship game that will forever burn in my memory. He wasn't a huge impact player throughout the entire season. I don't want to say he regressed. I would say he got better, but it wasn't this huge jump in year two that I kind of expected Darnell Savage to make.
0: Okay, I got two things for you on him. So one, he also got off to a slow start. And it makes you wonder when you start thinking of all the different people on that side of the football, Amos, Savage, Clark, all these names, um, even the Smiths, each of them, right? Everybody got off to these slow starts. It makes you wonder about Petten getting these guys prepared for the season. That he fell short, and Good yes, point. he's fired. But uh, that's what I really, honestly think. When there's that many guys with that with slow starts, and you could see it, it was all in those first couple of games, right? And then all of a sudden, things kind of uh, you know they kind of put it together, and guys started making some plays. But everybody seemed to get off of a slow start. That, I think is on Petten, honestly. The second thing on Savage that I wanted to ask you about is, um, could he be a slot coverage guy? Because obviously, Shannon Sullivan is not the answer. Could you move Savage to that spot when he has crazy speed? I don't know what his coverage skills are. I mean, he's used to kind of like playing an open field, right? And not just this one-on-one stuff. But man, you would have to think that he could do better than Sullivan. Do you move him there?
1: I don't see it, but I understand what you're saying. Because yeah, Sullivan, we thought, you know, he's going to make a jump in, in this next year too. And he didn't. He didn't get better this year. I mean, I'd say Adrian Amos is a very solid, I don't want to call him great, but he's a high-level player. You know, is Henry Black the answer? Is Vernon Scott the answer at safety where you could move Savage and put him in the slot when you needed to put him there? Maybe. One of the things that the Rams did, and Joe Barry was sort of a part of this, is Jalen Ramsey started following dudes around the field. So can you do that with Jair Alexander, maybe? Mm -hmm. You know, and then then Sullivan can beat or anybody, whoever it is. You know what I mean? Does Do they change the way they play defense for next year because they have a new coordinator? Maybe Savage right. is a part of that.
0: That's like a Deion Sanders, right? Yeah. Deion Sanders didn't. They just said good on the field. Like, when it was time to play ball, he was just on the field. Just, hey, I got this guy, and that's it. He didn't play into any schemes or stuff like that. Who's no. Deion Sanders? He was
1: his own scheme.
0: Right. Right. This is crazy about Alexander too. Is like uh, he, he was, he got Pro Bowl selected, right? Mm-hmm. For sure, right? It was crazy because he, that was like a quiet year. He had like a dominant year, but like no one threw to the guy. No. You know what I mean? Like, they just stopped throwing at him. It was such a him. quiet, quiet year. Yeah. They just literally stopped every single game. Is that dominance? Yep. Yep. Sure is. You don't want to throw to me? Quiet year, but
1: dominant year. Who surprised you this year? What player on the Packers surprised you this year? And I'll say
0: it my way, Tunyon. i <laughs> from things. Wisconsin, sir. I know. I, I know. <laughs> my, my accent. I think. I think I trip up on some Wisconsin things once in a while, but I do see it as Tunyon. You can say Tunyon. Tunyon? It's okay. I'm not gonna.
1: He was your surprise yeah. player this year. Anyway. Of course,
0: he was. He was great. Absolutely unbelievable. I mean, I, I almost think he should have been an even bigger part. And sometimes there was a few games there where he just disappeared. I don't know yeah. if it was the scheme or the whatever, but like he'd have no targets or something in a couple of games. But I think next year you got to feed that guy.
1: Totally agree. Sure he, I,
0: I like his energy. You know, he's got a, he's a good energy player. Likes getting out there, not afraid to take take on some contact. He does need to. He needs like that one move after catch. He just once he catches the ball. He likes to just know, run into people, yeah. yeah. And it's like, okay, dude, we, I you know I get it, but like, you know, you get two or three DBs coming in like headhunting you. Your career is going to kind of get cut short, dude. So make it figure out your feet, footwork for next year, and like after the catch, make a move and maybe make that first defender miss.
1: Yeah, and then plow right. over the single guy.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, Gronkowski is a, he made his living like that. I mean, that guy is a big, stumbly, bumbly kind of guy. But man, as soon as he catches the ball, he knows what to do with it. He knows how to run with the football. Right. I thought he was a breakout player. What were his stats even?
1: Had- uh, I don't, I was just going to look him up. I don't think he had a drop the entire season. I'm almost positive that he didn't have a drop. And he had interesting, about 10 you touchdowns. S- yeah, he tied the record. He tied Paul Kaufman's record for touchdowns, and he didn't tie. He didn't come close to Jermichael Finley for catches. I think Finley had like sixty one, and Tanyan had maybe in the I think fifty two or fifty three. It was it was relatively close. Fifty two catches, five hundred and eighty six yards, eleven touchdowns.
0: Dang, I yeah. had him getting cut when we were doing our preseason. I had I had him getting cut. I will Man. not eat a piece of paper, but I will eat my words. Virtually, and say, yes, I will eat my words. He was a breakout player, and great to see. I don't mind eating my words, especially when it's in the positive sense.
1: My surprise guy, and he didn't have statistics, so it's not him, was Dominique Daphne. Same position, tight tight end, H-back position. They pulled this guy. He was bouncing at some bar in Iowa, and all of a sudden he's a Green Bay Packer. (laughs) And he played well. And he's part of the equation, I think, that gets Jay Sternberger cut. I don't, again, I agree with you that Sternberger is not well placed in this offense. He doesn't really have a role in this offense as that oversized wide receiver that he kind of is. Dominique Daphne, Josiah DeGuara are the future of the Packers. Tight end group, and I think that Daphne and is going to get real consideration Lewis
0: out too. You think that moves Lewis out too? Should right, Mercedes <laughs> Lewis. He should be gone. If if they're going to stick around with this Daphne guy, you've got the gore coming in. You got Tanyan. I mean, Lewis at times this year was eh, there. Was he, some he's a blocker. missed blocks. There were some mixed blocks. There were some holding calls. Yeah, like eight
1: hundred and fifty-two years old. He's got to go, probably. I think he does, sadly. Now, I know that Rogers loves Mercedes Lewis, like, loves that dude. Like, he's a, a really he's a great leader in the locker room, but at what cost? Can the man play still? Yes, he is that guy. He is that blocker. He's probably the best blocking tight end in the entire league, but at his, what, 15th year or whatever Mercedes Lewis yeah, is in right crazy. now? Does the league minimum go up for years of service, I wonder? Like, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, does he get more money because he's been in the league for, like, 300 years?
0: You see that last – like, one of the last two balls he caught in the season, did you see him there was run after catch? It was pretty hideous. Run? It was bad. I think run is – It was bad anyway. really bad. Just like an old horse. You know that yes. you just like pulled out of the stable and not he, that I could do anything better, but
1: well, right. We're not professional athletes either. Nobody wants to watch us run at all either. Right. He only made a million one this year. So yeah. if they bring him back at a million one, I think they bring Mercedes Lewis back. Yes. I think Daphne mm-hmm. can be the fourth tight end. They had four tight ends in the roster this year. Why can't they have yeah. four tight ends in the yeah, roster? they will do it again
0: next year. Daphne, De
1: tanya and lewis i think you bring lewis back for one more year and you see what he can do because that that blocking you can't replace that that's tough to find at that level
0: maybe daphne does
1: i I think daphne Daphne. is going to take sternberger's spot i do he was my surprise player even though he wasn't huge you statistically i thought he was a good boy i thought he did great things. so we don't have to say who the offensive mvp is we know it's aaron Rodgers. i mean Devontae adams could get you know probably the 1A or the second place close second place cuz he was awesome this year. But what about defense? Or do you have thoughts on the offensive MVP other than
0: Rodgers and Adams? If we're going to talk about that, I think Lindsay got snubbed for Pro Bowl. Yeah, he was So great. I think he's he he had an, his he had his best year as a pro. No question. And I don't think there's a better center in the NFL. How mm-hmm. he didn't make it into Pro Bowl. He might be the he, he might be the one of the best
1: The line was great. Like, if you gave it to a collective group, who was the best group?
0: Because quarterback is a one. Oh, there is a question. And they saved their their worst for last. I know. They were Worst performance of the year. Oh, man. Wagner. Uh, Wagner should not be back next year. What about defense? Do you have to name an MVP on defense? Who is it? Barnes. Well, I mean, you (sighs) – I mean, there is Alexander, right? He's the best corner in the NFL, hands down. But, but
1: MVP means most valuable. Is he most valuable? I would say yes. He's my MVP too. I'm yeah. not trying to sway you from your position. Jair Alexander was the best. He's the best in the NFL. And he was the best player on defense for the Packers this year too.
0: If Barnes would have put together a whole full healthy season, he would have been pretty close to a, a second for me. But he was right up there. I thought Barnes had a spectacular season saying
1: those are my two Alexander Mm -hmm. and Barnes I I think they found something in Barnes and they got lucky on that guy they just did. did you don't pull an undrafted guy now I will say he is not going to be He's never. I don't think he'll ever be a pro bowler, but he's going to be that solid guy that you didn't spend any money on, and he's going to be solid in the middle of that defense. He's a yep. rookie, undrafted rookie, calling the defensive plays. You know what I mean? Like, that's a huge deal. Right. Special teams? You got any special teams favorites?
0: None. My vote is zero. <laughs> My vote is zero for special teams. Nobody.
1: Because there isn't anybody, right?
0: There's nobody. No. Mason Crosby.
1: Come on. Mason Crosby did not miss a field goal all year. He missed no field goals. You got to give it to him.
0: All right. Crosby. He's he's the only one. Yeah, I guess so. Crosby. That guy
1: Mason was
0: perfect from field goal range. Now he did
1: miss some extra points, which makes no sense at all.
0: I know. (laughs) When you're just like shaking your head, like what the fuck? Right. It's a 35 yard field
1: goal, fool. Like,
0: um, what happened there? And maybe it's, maybe it's a J.K. Scott holding the ball weird or something. God, just been. I love watching when those two, like, I don't love when something goes bad, but it's so funny to watch the two of them try to make something happen, whether it's, like, they're trying to make a tackle or they fumble the fucking <laughs> – the, and they just got to, like, try, who the hell tried to throw the ball? Was it Scott tried to throw the ball?
1: Oh he, he, he pitched it forward to Crosby and almost got Crosby oh killed. God.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. What was that conversation like on the sideline?
1: <laughs> right? they surprised surprising to get into a fist fight. <laughs> Crosby's like, what the Scott- fuck, dude? You're getting killed out and there. Then,
0: remember when Scott was, I think it was because Scott was kicking off when Crosby was hurt. And there was like, didn't he have to tackle somebody? Or Maybe it was a punt. There was like a breakaway and J.K. Scott just got juked. Really no, horribly. it was on a blocked
1: field goal, wasn't it? Because they were both on the field for that play. I'm just saying
0: there was another play.
1: Oh, no. Where, where, on the JK, punt. On the, where <laughs> he just
0: got, like, lost. Yes. Oh, my God.
1: No, I thought you were talking about the play where J.K. Scott, like, got run over and was so jacked up that oh, yeah. he made the tackle. He got, There was just plenty got... of them.
0: There should just be a highlight reel of, of <laughs> all of that. For, think, the season. Uh, they just look so out of place. A.K.A. and his on the football Mason. field. Unless you're kicking a football, they just don't have any business being out there. No, they at don't. All. Their entire special teams was garbage. The coach was garbage. Nobody knew where they needed to be. I mean, you have pro-level football players that can't uh, – they, they let up, what, two punt returns? Punt returns,
1: yeah. And the worst in the NFL on punt return yardage.
0: That's it. I'm glad to be back. Can't wait to do it next week. Get some uh, – other uh, good stuff going
1: so thanks for listening to episode 32 of course i will thank the sponsors in the last 30 seconds of the show thanks to dwight at ddgcustoms.com and thanks to andy at third and i don't know if you heard this todd but we will have a new sponsor for season cool. two i will divulge that information in episode 34 when we start our our new second season And I am efforting our friend who owns the bar in New Berlin. I'm going to go out there and see if he will also sponsor. All right. That's it. Go back, go. Go go.